Welcome to the How to Be Awesome at Your Job podcast, the show where brilliant professionals share how to sharpen the universal skills required to flourish at work. Enjoy more career fun, wins, meaning, and money with your host, Pete Mikaitis. Hello, and thanks so much for joining us here with episode 75. I'm already curious, how did you make your decision to listen to this here now today? Was it based on data or was it based on intuition? You've probably gathered that I love me some data, some results, some numbers, wherever they can really prove things and get a clear course of action charted out. But our next guest here has a bit of a reminder to check out the other side of things, your intuition. It's Lynn Robinson, and you're going to learn, one, scientific discoveries about neurons in your stomach and why they matter, two, ways to stop intuition killers when brainstorming in a group, and three, checks and balances so you're not going astray when listening to your intuition. So, if you want to check out the show notes, the transcripts, the links to things mentioned, you'll find those over at awesomeatyourjob.com slash ep75. Or if you would like those takeaways just all the faster in a quick email you can read in under two minutes, sign up for the Gold Nugget email list over there at awesomeatyourjob to hear from Lynn, the 74 guests that came before her and the many to come after her. So here's a quick bit about her. Lynn Robinson is one of America's leading experts on the topic of intuition and has been sought out internationally for her advice on the topic. She's the author of Put Your Intuition to Work, a popular and widely recognized author and speaker who works with businesses and individuals as a trusted advisor, offering valuable insights into goals, decisions, and strategies. Her books have been translated into more than a dozen languages. She's been featured in the Boston Globe, USA Today, and the Chicago Tribune, and has been a guest on many national radio and television programs, including ABC and Fox News. Here's Lynn. Lynn, thanks so much for appearing here on the How to Be Awesome at Your Job podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, Pete. Now, I understand that you are in Cape Cod. Is this true? Oh, I am. I'm just a few miles away from a lovely beach, which I'm going to after we speak. Yes. Oh, that is perfect. And it's so funny because we're talking about intuition here. And it was at Cape Cod where I actually had my sort of Bain and Company strategy consulting toolkit boot camp. No kidding. <laughs> so it's like we got both sides of the brain in action. Oh, here. yes. I, that sounds a little left brained. <laughs> yeah. Coming out of Cape Cod. We also took a dip, as I recall, in the water in October. That was chilly. <laughs> yes. I bet it was. <laughs> no intuition needed there. It was probably you could figure that out. <laughs> oh, certainly. So, well, I'd love to hear a little bit. Could you make the case then for the other side of your brain, particularly in the business or professional setting? I think sometimes, or maybe almost all the time, we think that you know the data, the facts, the dollars, the ROI need to rule the day when it comes to professional decision making. And, and you say there's more to it than that. Yeah. And you know, they're not mutually exclusive. Absolutely. You know, I think that part of the reason that intuition is so valuable in business these days is that we're so overwhelmed with data. You know, we, and we have a lot of conflicting information or we don't have enough information or we're doing something so entirely new in the workplace and the marketplace that we have to have some new ways of accessing information. So I'm really a big believer in looking at the data that you have. And then a lot of times you really do have to trust your gut. 
And the way I define it, I mean, it's really just quick and ready insight. Although my favorite definition is from a 15-year-old girl who said, intuition is like when you know something, but like, where did it come from? (laughs) 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 But it's so, it is, you know, I think what you're talking about in your Bain and Company uh, boot camp here is obviously we, we put a lot of value on that left brain thinking, logic, facts, big data. But I think also more and more of us are trusting our instincts, trusting our gut, however we want to put it. And that information tends to come to us in less tangible ways. It may come as an image, a symbolic picture, a feeling, a a physical sensation like a gut feeling. It may come in as a dream or an aha moment. So it comes in a lot of different ways. And I believe that it's a skill that the more you use it, the better you get at it. And the more that you can base some decisions on in your life and your business on that intuition. Well, that's so fascinating. And when you speak of these things, it's interesting because in your book, you reference different people call it different things. I'm Catholic. And so I think about the Holy Spirit, you know, being Mm -hmm. that which highlights things. And it does show up kind of in the most unexpected ways. Like suddenly I see a picture of a wristband. Like, what does that even mean? And then suddenly it means something. So I imagine you probably have some people that say, "Uh uh-oh, this feels a little woo-woo. This feels a little bit the secret. I don't know. I got my guard up now. (laughs) What's your take on that? My my favorite terminology is ooey-wooey. That's my scientific (laughs) definition. Ooey-wooey. But yes, and you know, I think that intuition comes from two very different places. And and I think both are equally valid. Malcolm Gladwell talks a lot in his book, Blink. He doesn't actually use the word intuition, but he certainly talks. So that's really what the whole book is about in essence. And his theory and a lot of people's theory is that intuition is, is subconscious knowledge. It's perhaps something that we know, something that's stored away, something that we don't necessarily have conscious access to. But when we're about to make a decision, it's like that information comes to the forefront and we're able to make a decision based on that. And the other one, and I think is equally valid, as you point out, that it comes from God, from the universe, something that's hardwired into us that gives us guidance. I mean, I think, you know, many centuries ago, maybe when man first came onto this planet, perhaps intuition was there to help us find food or find water or to stay out of danger and stay away from those wild bears. But now it's certainly gotten much more sophisticated and, and we can use it you know, in our relationships, we can use it in business, we can use it for our health. You know, asking ourselves the question is like, what's my right next step? And I do think that intuition is kind of like our inner compass or inner GPS or inner CEO for our business listeners here, um, because it really does give us an indication of, of what direction to go in. One of my very favorite ways to use it is simply to pay attention to what, when you're making a decision, what lights you up? What feels interesting? What are you curious about? What energizes you? And I believe that that's usually your intuition pointing you in that direction. If it feels draining, boring, heavy, your gut hurts, that's usually your intuition saying, move away from that. But again, you know, I think that looking at logic and facts is not necessarily um, counterintuitive, if you will, to using your intuition. I think that both ways are valid. Oh, yes. And I'd also like to talk when you you mentioned sort of like the human being and the human experience. Now, I understand, and I hope you know more about this than I do, (laughs) that (laughs) we humans have neurons in our stomachs. And there's actually something to your gut has kind of like some thinking or intelligence capacity. We discussed this a bit with, with Dr. Marsha Reynolds earlier, episode 14-ish. Yes. Can you talk to us about that a bit? 
Yeah. In fact, I, Marsha is one of the people that I interviewed for the Put Your Intuition book. Yeah, she's really quite fascinating. But I've run across that studies about that many times. And what I tell people to do when they're trying to make an intuitive decision is to tell themselves they're making it. Like, for example, say you're thinking about a new job. And so tell yourself, I'm going to leave my job and look for a new one. And then you kind of feel it in your body. How does that feel when you make that decision? Now, a certain amount of anxiety or nervousness is probably very normal, but how does it feel in your gut? What is your gut saying to you? You know, and does it tighten up? Do you feel tense? Do you feel stressed? Sometimes people get it more in their shoulders, but the belly, yeah, as you've said, a lot of scientists have researched it and say it's the second brain and that it gives you information from your physical body about what's a good decision or what's not a good decision. And you know what's frustrating about it, whether you think it resides in your gut or elsewhere, is that it doesn't always tell you exactly the specifics. Like I'll give you an example. There was a guy that I interviewed for the Put Your Intuition to Work book. And he had a a decision to make about, he had gotten two job offers and I'll call them company A and company B. And I said, well, try this exercise. I said, tell yourself I'm taking the job with company A and just close your eyes and see how does that feel in your body? And instead of getting a more of a gut feeling, he kind of opened his eyes real quickly. And I said, what happened? And he said, I saw a big X through it. Hmm. I saw the next Hmm. through the name of the company. He was a real logical, rational sort. So what does that mean? You know, why would I get that in for, you know, an X, you know, why shouldn't I take that job? And so I said, well, just try it with company B. And so he did the same thing. And he said, I'm taking the job with company B. And he closed his eyes and he said, oh, you know, I feel really calm. You know, I just, my, my gut says this might be a good thing. And I, I just feel happy. And, and so then he opened his eyes and he goes, well, you know, but I think that company A job is a much better job. And he started arguing from the logical mm-hmm. perspective. And so we didn't really decide it at the end of the session. I said, but please call me and let me know what you decided. So I actually didn't hear from him for a few months until I got a voicemail message. And he said, you're not going to believe this. He said, I ended up taking the job with company B for a number of reasons. But he said, I just found out that company A went bankrupt. Whoa. And so that's the frustrating thing that I find about intuition is it doesn't say company A is going bankrupt. Please do not take that job. (laughs) It just gives you that belly feeling or a symbol or an aha moment. And so it's kind of frustrating at times. If I were in charge of the universe, it would give us a lot more information. (laughs) Well, that is fascinating. And so I guess if I'm thinking about sort of spirituality from a Christian context, you know, there's the Psalms about how the word of the Lord is a light unto our feet. Like it's a little lamp. Mm -hmm. Like back in the day, it'd be like a little oil lamp. You could maybe see a step or two in front instead of the whole picture. Of course, we all are uh, admonished to hear that still quiet inner voice because that's the other way that intuition speaks to us. And I certainly wish it would turn up the volume occasionally, but but the still quiet inner voice is often how we get that intuitive information. So I tell people when they're in a work environment and they've got a decision to make, it's hard to get that intuitive message when you're multitasking with emails and phone calls and trying to get the report done. So it doesn't require that you you know spend a an hour in meditation, it may just be taking a walk outside of the office. It may just be pushing yourself away, going, you know, sitting and just closing your eyes for a few moments. So it can, you can really hear that either what your gut is saying, what the inner voice is saying, hear the aha moment. So there's a lot of ways in a business context to get that information that you need. Well, so that's fascinating. And what's interesting is I think that, you know, even if we kind of bracket or put aside any of the kind of, I don't know, mystical or supernatural or woe uh, kinds of matters. It's kind of indisputable that you 
do in fact get another perspective, a set of information when you think about or tackle a problem in that way. It's interesting when you just said, just how does your body feel about that? It's like, I suddenly realized, oh, somebody's not going to like this. And so, <laughs> and so that's new, but that's new. It's like, oh, okay. And so now yeah. that's something that can be addressed. It's like it can move action forward. And one of the questions that I like to ask intuition is what's my right next step? And I think intuition is a really wonderful source of guidance because sometimes we we don't know the whole path. We just know what's my right next step? What's interesting? What am I curious about? How could I take those steps? And, you know, I think one of my favorite quotes is just simply to aim yourself in the direction and then respond to what shows up. And I think that way you're kind of given clues along the path of where do I need to go next? And intuition is a great resource for that. Okay, so now tell us, how do we kind of jumpstart accessing this additional knowledge perspective information. So if I want to, indeed, as your book is called, put my intuition to work, what are the steps? What do I go do? Well, we often think of intuition as coming to us unbidden, and and it does sometimes come that way. But I like kind of priming the pump by asking questions. And I like asking open-ended questions that require more than a yes or no answer. So say in a business setting, you could say, you know, should I hire Susie? Yes or no. But if you asked your intuition, what do I need to know about Susie? What are Susie's strengths and weaknesses? And what I do is I sit down with a pad of old-fashioned pad of paper and a pen. I somehow find that my right brain works better that way versus being on the computer. That may just be me. But um, so I just take a pad of paper and a pen and I just write the question down at the top of the page. And then I kind of brainstorm you know, do I get an image? Do I get an inner voice? Do I get an aha moment? And sometimes the information doesn't come in right away. I find that a lot of times intuitive information will come when you least expect it. Usually when you're kind of occupied, otherwise that's in something a little bit mindless, like washing the dishes or driving home from work or, you know, in the shower, walking the dog, (laughs) blow drying your hair. That's usually when the intuitive ideas will come in. But I like that asking intuition questions. I gave a talk recently to a group of engineers and a guy came up afterwards and he said, you know, engineers are known for their pocket protectors and and they put their pens in there. And I said, yeah. And he said, said, well, I keep an intuition card in mine. He said, basically, it's a three by five card. And I write down a question for the day. You know, I mean, like today was like how to produce more. How can we produce more widgets for our factory this month or something like that? And he said, but throughout the day, I'll get answers to the question. And he said, it may come as an aha moment. It may come that I'm kind of drawn to a conversation with someone or I, you know, click on an interview and there's something that, you know, that sparks my interest and it provides an answer. So he said, almost like there's a little inner guide in me that knows that I've asked that question and wants to provide an answer. So I thought that was really cool, especially coming from an engineer. Yes. Well, that is interesting. And so what else can be done? So that's a great tactic there is putting a question on the note card and then ruminating on it and seeing what pops up as well as kind of jotting notes down as to Mm -hmm. what comes to you. Uh, What are some other approaches? Well, the other thing that I tell people to do is to pay attention to what they're saying to themselves, because I think that that inner talk that we have is so important. I mean, I'm sure you probably had a friend that who's going through a tough time and you maybe had a really good answer or some good advice, and yet the person was so filled with negativity. So what I tell people to do is really watch what they're saying to themselves, because a lot of times I find with my clients is that people are saying things like, oh, I'm not good enough, or I just don't know what to do, or I'm so stuck, or I just, you know, I don't know the answer to this or there's no way out. So I tell people to say, you know, more general things to them, like I'm going to figure this out and I do know what to do. The answers will come to me. 
when I teach this to business owners, I like to tell people, be clear about the outcome you want. Because again, if you liken intuition as an inner compass or an inner GPS, inner GPS in particular, you program it. You say, here's where I want to go. And I think that intuition works much the same way. So often in business, we kind of focus on what we don't want. You know, I, and I don't want to fail. And I, you know, I, but what do you want? You want to make money. You want your customers to be happy. You want to be happy at your job. You want to be awesome at your job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so to kind of focus on the what you want versus what you don't want. And then your intuition can start giving you clues about how best to get there. And I just find that when I'm clear about what I want. And sometimes it's a little bit, you know, not so specific, like I want to make X number of dollars or I want to win this account. It may be more general. You know, I want to be happy at my job. I, I want to have, you know, more than enough money. I want to be able to give back and be of service in some way. But I find that when I'm clear about things like that, that my intuition almost seems like it provides a lot of synchronicities and coincidences that what I'm focused on and where I want to go tends to be what shows up. The other thing that you can do, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, is ask for an image. So intuition, I mean, the picture is worth a thousand words as a cliche we've all heard. And that's often how intuition will communicate. So if you said, I'd like an image for how to make our podcast be successful, you know, and you, I just tell people simply close your eyes. Take a few deep breaths and ask for an image. And often it comes through as a metaphor. You referenced like I think a wristband or something earlier. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, we all have our own symbols. I mean, like if I got a fire to me, that might mean a romantic evening. For you, that might mean danger. So we all have our own way of interpreting those symbols, kind of like dreams. That's, there's a lot of different ways of interpreting it. My other favorite technique is to ask for a dream. So I write down, you know, a question or an issue that I've got before I go to bed at night, again, on my piece of paper. And then I just, I try to summarize it as a statement or a question, like I'd like information about, you know, how to market my book. And then when I wake up in the morning, I don't necessarily always have a specific dream. And sometimes if I've got one, I can't figure it out. But I'll simply ask myself the question, what did I learn last night about how to market my book? And so before I come fully awake, I'll just jot down any answers that come to me. Because sometimes, again, you don't remember the dream or you do and you can't figure it out, but you often will wake up with an answer. So that's another great way of accessing your intuition. Okay. Now, those are some do's. You also had some don'ts in your book. You had a nice little listing lineup of key reasons why we make bad decisions. What are some of those? Well, I think part of it is we get scared and it's probably one of the biggest reasons that we don't trust our intuition because it often leads us out of our comfort zone. You know, often it's saying, try something new. It leave your job or start a new one or, you know, or you've got to fire that person or you've got to have a difficult conversation. And your intuition is telling you, you need to move in that direction. But we get scared and we start talking ourselves out of doing the thing that we're scared to do. In fact, one of my very favorite books is called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. It's a book that probably came out a decade or two ago, but it's really, it's still one of my favorites because I think that the fact is that almost all of us feel scared before we do something new. And I think we often don't know that about ourselves. Mm. <laughs> I know that when I started doing my intuitive advisor consulting back, gosh, about 25 years ago, I was so nervous. Oh my gosh, I was just, you know, convinced that I wasn't going to be successful at it and really made life tough for myself. And I bet you were probably nervous before you started doing your your podcast. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's I think that's just a norm of what 
you know, what happens to a lot of us. The other thing is just really, again, paying attention to what we are saying to ourselves. If you're saying things to yourself, like I can't figure this out or I'll never get ahead or whatever, that often will really block the intuitive messages. Was there a favorite one that you read of a don't that comes to your mind or that happens in your own life? How not to trust your intuition? Oh, sure thing. Well, so I think... Let's see, there were several of them. And I think there was also in terms of other people's approval and perspective oh, yes. was a big one a that kind of resonated. Yep. So, well, yeah, yeah, he had a nice lineup. You're lazy. You're too rushed. You haven't considered the consequences. You've always done it that way. So which one do you think kind of resonate the most often, the most strongly with folks? I would say that probably in a business setting, it's we've always done it that way. And I think that's such an intuition killer (laughs) Mm. because, you know, there's always one person in the group, at least one that says, you know, maybe we should try something new. Have we thought about doing, and there's usually at least one other person in the group goes, that's such a bad idea. We've Mm -hmm. always done it this way. (laughs) And then there's always the person, it's, it, oh, it's, isn't it inevitable that, oh, that just won't work. And I, you know, if you've ever studied brainstorming, one of the things, which is very akin to intuition when you're trying to get some ideas is to just brainstorm the ideas, put them out there with no judgment. And, you know, that's the kind of the direction for the group is like, let everybody put their creative ideas, you know, set the intention of what you want ideas for, and then throw those ideas out there, you know, whatever your intuition or your inspiration, creativity is serving up and not to comment on them until there's a point in the technique where you say, okay, all, all ideas are in. Now let's just kind of go back and kind of figure those things out. Which one do we want to act on? But it's that judgment about, oh, that will never work. You know, how could that work? And yet I find over and over again that when I can focus on the what I want, I just find that and kind of keep my mind open for getting direction. I mean, I make a living being an intuitive advisor. I get to travel all over the world. I've written eight books. And it's like, I just feel like if I can make a living doing this, anybody can make a living doing anywhere, anything. But I had to really watch that I didn't toss out those ideas that were coming my way and say, oh, I could never make a living at that, or that's not a good idea, or how could I do that, or no one's ever done that before, because those, in fact, are the intuition killers. Oh, I hear you. And I'm a huge advocate in brainstorming to have the editing and selection and judging step be separate from the ideation generating it. It's easy to say, harder for people to do, requires a bit Mm -hmm. of enforcement on my part as a facilitator sometimes. Yes. Yeah. So, but I would like to say, you know, when the time is right and appropriate, what are some key checks or balances or processes uh, we should use to ensure that we're not going astray with intuition? Yeah, that's such a good question because, you know, sometimes people say, is it intuition or intuishing? (laughs) Oh. That was kind of interesting. But what I tell people to do, it's not practical in all decisions that one's making, is to try to take a step towards it. So, for example, if we use the example that I used earlier, somebody thinking, oh, it's time to leave my job and I'm getting really bored with this and, you know, I'm not being stimulated anymore. It's time to leave my job. Well, of course, that brings up fear and, and you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do it. And you talk yourself out of it. But your intuition is kind of nudging you. I keep saying, you know, hey, you know, think about this, time for something new. So I tell people to take some steps towards it, which doesn't necessarily mean going and telling your boss the next morning, I quit. It may mean rewriting a resume. It may be talking to a career coach. It may be doing some informational interviews or taking some classes. So you're taking action steps towards what your intuition is indicating. And then usually what I find personally is if I am going in the right direction, if that is going to be a successful outcome, I'll find things working out for me. You know, I'll find that 
I'm getting some introductions or I've just, you know, found a great article or great class that excites me or things tend to work out when I'm going in the right direction. If, for example, I just keep hitting a lot of roadblocks, then I, you know, I'll kind of like sit back and go, you know, maybe this really isn't the right path. I mean, and that's always a little dicey because certainly, you know, nothing ever seems to go absolutely 100% on all the time. It's funny, I used to, um, a long time ago, I had a job working as an adult education organization, and I used to be the kind of the logistics person for all the speakers that were coming in. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny, I, I found that I there were some programs I just couldn't seem to work on. And I'm thinking, I was beating myself up thinking, well, maybe I'm just a procrastinator, you know, what's wrong with me? And it turned out that those ones that just I did couldn't work on, that I kept procrastinating, putting off, it turned out that inevitably those were the ones that got canceled. Either the presenter or the speaker was sick or that got low enrollment and we were going to have to cancel it. So it's almost like my intuition was serving up a message there that I wasn't totally conscious of, but it gave me that information nonetheless. So it's kind of interesting how intuition does give you that information. Well, that sure comes in handy as a time saver. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For all your procrastinators out there, you can use that. <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't spend all that time working on that thing that is. Yes, happen. that's right. I know. Yes. Well, so tell us, is there anything else you want to make sure that you put out there before we kind of shift gears and talk about some of your favorite things? Well, on my website, which is lynnrobinson.com, and my first name is L-Y-N-N with no E, there's a lot of eBooks like How to Listen to Your Inner CEO and Seven Tips for Supercharging Your Intuition. So there's a lot of free resources and quizzes there. So people can absolutely go there and find out a lot of information about trusting their intuition, as well as the Put Your Intuition to Work book. Oh, perfect. Well, all right then. And so could you start us off by sharing a favorite quote, something you find inspiring? You know, it's one that I actually said a few moments ago. It's aim yourself in a direction and then respond to what shows up. Because I find that that's such a great way of getting myself unstuck, which I I find is something that happens to me just like it happens to everybody else. So I, uh, what do I feel excited about? What do I feel enthusiastic about? And I aim myself in that direction and then somehow something, some next step will present itself. So that's one of my very, very favorite things to do and favorite quotes. Okay. And how about a favorite study or experiment or a piece of research? You know, this is one I actually found recently, which kind of amazed me that we make 35,000 decisions on average throughout the day. Now, most of those are not earth shattering. Should I stand up? Should I sit down? You know, what should I eat for lunch? But still 35,000 decisions. So I just figure intuition has got to be a key piece in some of those. Wow. That is several per minute. Yes, I know. It's quite quite (laughs) mind-boggling. Dozens per minute. (laughs) Yes, yes, I know. I didn't calculate that exactly, but yes. (laughs) And how about a favorite book? This is a real old one. Um, I mentioned The Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. That was a definitely favorite book. And the other one was The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. I think it recently got republished, but I believe it came out in the 50s or 60s. But boy, that was a powerful book for me. I read that years ago and I keep picking it up and rereading it. So that's definitely a favorite. And how about a favorite tool, whether it's a piece of hardware, software or a gadget or or something that you find handy? You know, one of the things that I use in my business is um, something called fullslate.com. And so that's something I use for like a calendar for people to make appointments with me. And it's just that's been a great resource for my business. All right. And how about a favorite habit, something that has really been instrumental for your personal effectiveness? The very favorite thing that I do is it's a brief three-step technique that I do every morning. One is I just try to get as clear as possible about what I want to accomplish that day. I do 
like the power of the of your subconscious mind book that I just mentioned. He really talks a lot about visualizing. So I'll imagine it, the successful completion of it. I see myself being, you know, having it be easy, me being happy, being effortless. And then the last thing that I do, and this is the intuition part, is I just ask myself, what three things could I do today to move in this direction? And I pay attention to whatever shows up that feels interesting or I'm curious about or has some energy to it. All right. And how about a favorite sort of piece from your books, your speaking, your training, that when you communicate it, it really seems to resonate in terms of Kindle highlighted or retweeted or heads nodding? You know, interestingly, it's really as simple as intuition is your inner compass because we all, all, when we pay attention to it, it leads us to success. Okay. And you mentioned some of the best places to find you already. Anything else you want to add to that? No, I see lynnrobinson.com. I'm on Facebook as Lynn A. Robinson and Intuitive Lynn on Twitter. So there's lots of different ways to find me. And did you have a favorite challenge or parting call to action for those seeking to be more awesome at their jobs? I would say as simply to pay attention to your intuition. So whenever you're making one of those 35,000 decisions in the day is to just stop and say, what's my intuition say about this? Okay. Well, then, thank you so much for this. This has been a real treat, and I wish you tons of luck and success. And thank you. Much appreciated. Thank you. That's interesting. I particularly like that idea associated with just ask a question or imagine kind of a scenario unfolding and just see how it feels internally in the belly, elsewhere in the body. And that could be an extra source of information to weigh alongside the data and all the other good stuff. So, Again, if you want to check out the show notes, the transcripts, the links to the items mentioned, that's over at awesomeatyourjob.com slash F75. And do please hit that subscribe button if you haven't already so you don't miss folks like our next guest, Jason Nazar. He is the co-founder of Comparably, just tremendous entrepreneur with a great track record. He's going to be sharing some of the cool data insights that are coming out of the work at his company, as well as some of his top advice he's shared with young professionals, which have kind of been retweeted and hit millions of folks. So good, popular stuff. Hope to catch you then. Peace. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. To get the most out of this conversation, visit awesomeatyourjob.com to find today's show notes, transcript, and infographic summary cheat sheet. For more entertaining professional skill sharpening, be sure to subscribe to catch the next episode of How to Be Awesome at Your Job. 